You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Brains, brains. Okay, it's Monday, May the 18th, 2009, and this is after the show number 70. Is it? I thought it said 69. Uh, no, that says 7, and then a 0 <laughs> equals 70. You're right, I think. So, I am right. Mm. This is uh, episode, I've lost count. episode number 70, and this week we're going to be looking at a movie from 1998, an oldie but a goldie. And in fact, I find it hard to believe this movie is 11 years old. Because I feel like I only saw it a couple of years ago. I don't think the company thinks it's 11 either, because they just put out the 10th year anniversary. Correct. DVD. <laughs> so they don't There's even know reason. what's going on. So this is A Bug's Life. It's Pixar's second movie. Second proper big movie. Uh, apart from the shots. And this will be released tomorrow on Blu-ray, Tuesday the 19th. And it's from our friends at Disney. And if you don't already know what it's about, you're going to say... Uh, there's a colony of ant that lives on a little sort of chunk of land and they have one dude whose name is Flick and he's kind of uh, awkward and causes some problems with the traditional everybody has to do everything the same way they always did kind of thing. Uh, Eventually he screws up bad enough for them to send him away to gather up some helper bugs because the colony is terrorized by these grasshoppers, like a badass gang of grasshoppers. And, uh, in the process, some comedy ensues because the warrior ant bugs aren't really warriors. There's circus involved. There's, uh, you know, touching uh, emotional relationship things going on. Some cuteness. And in the end, well, if you haven't seen it, you will. I won't tell you. It's a charming little story. <laughs> charming it. and... I love it. Okay, so... I love it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> going back to 1998. Which was, incidentally, the uh, year of birth of DVD, the DVD format. Is that the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of 1998? It is, actually. Because. I don't need an explanation, because 1998 was the year we met. But beyond that, I'm sure DVD like ranks really high up it on that. <laughs> DVD yeah. came out earlier in the year, I'll give you that. And then we met uh, in December. Now, 1998 might not officially be the uh, year DVD came out, but it was the year it became available in you the started U- buying in the them. UK. Anyway, yeah, I am. Um, so what, what I'm getting at here is every time I see the cover of Bugs Life, the old cover, not the one that yeah, used, with the little eyes popping up, I, uh, it, I it brings back memories of installing a DVD ROM into my computer and playing my first. How much ever- did you pay for that DVD ROM? Around five hundred pounds. Oh my god, that's a thousand dollars now. It wouldn't have been that. Not it was then. closer then. It's yeah. probably more like seven. Around, no, no, it was less than even. Was it around seven hundred dollars? Maybe. Um, not sure. It was a lot because they weren't. Nobody had one, and you know, it was one of those things. Um, anyway, so Bugs Life. I, the first, my first ever DVD I ever bought was Con Air, and my second DVD I ever bought was the Bugs Life. So. um what was the first HD DVD you ever bought? Serenity. And Blu-ray? Really difficult. Oh, hold on. Hey, you know what? I don't know. Oh, dear. 
purchased. You purchased on purpose. Yes. I know you've been swapping out your your inventory over the last couple years, you know, getting rid of DVDs, buying Blu-ray. I have no idea. Oh, dear. You're going to have to go back through your archives of your brain. Because I've got, uh, I have it all listed in a a program on my computer called DVD Profiler. So I do actually know. I just have to look it up. But yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Because I've got a lot of Blu-rays now. Anyway, Bugs Life. Back to the Bugs Life. A Bugs Life. A Bugs Life. Um, For me, it... Still, I think, I think it's still my favorite of them. I, I really liked Wall E. Of them, Pixar, Pixar movies, movies right. yeah. Um, I really like Wall E a lot. I like, I like Pixar movies. I like. I'm just thinking. I, I like Finding Nemo. I like. A Bug's Life the is still my favorite though. When I watched it this time, and it has been a long time, I w- I'm just I laugh and I get like react to the people, people, the bugs, the pe- the characters. It's sentimental, but it isn't, like, sappy sentimental. You know what I mean? They have a certain... It is sappy. And if you're total cynical and jaded person, then you're going to roll your eyes every two seconds. But... And I'm fairly cynical. But I just really... I laugh at... I mean, I laugh at every other line, almost. It's got that kind of humor that uh, can... Adults can find funny, and also kids can find funny because there are some. You gotta kind of let yourself, though. I can imagine some adults just don't. You know, there's definitely some references to movies that only adults would have seen, like Easy Rider and what was that one? The them, just that them in general with their motorcycle noise when they say "Let's roll," you know, and the the grasshoppers. Oh yeah. Plus, okay. they also have a Godfather vibe. There's also a Godfather vibe in the. You know they're they're extorting the. Um, is that really there, or are you just? Well, for me, that? I no, I, I find it is the way. Um, you think it is, but I don't think that was. How menacing he is? Do you not? No, I don't. Feel I that. actually think it was, but but they're they're extorting the uh, the bugs, um, making them do their work. It's for funny because you know what I think of when I watch this movie and what the grasshopper guy Kevin Spacey, the bad dude, forget his name, uh, Hopper. He, to me, symbolizes like a big corporation or your job with bosses and bullshit meetings and stuff hammering down on you to stay in line and keep you in control. That's exactly what it was. I don't think anything like Godfather. I think yeah. about corporate oppression. So I, I see him as a mafia of, of sorts, you know, like, we'll make these these people do our work for us. We'll go and pick up our reward, and we won't kill them if they do good. Mm. You know, same thing kind of deal. True, true. Um, it's open to interpretation. It's a very artsy movie. <laughs> yeah. the, I was thinking, and then I was thinking, animated movies like this, one with a more obvious Godfather theme, Shark Tale. Oh, Shark Tale's excellent. You know what? Not Pixar, but, you know. We're gonna, I'm just going to say right now, that's one of my recommendations then. I've got two others, but you just reminded me, thank you, and I love Shark's Tale. I really do. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it is, it is good. Not a Pixar one, though. No, it's no, it's not Pixar, Dreamworks but it's one. really good. Yeah, but that one's got obviously got a more, of course. lots more mob movie um, stuff. So, yeah, um, we watched this on Blu-ray disc, and I just want to say, if I had to give this a score for out of 100 for picture quality and sound, to be honest... I would give it like a hundred, because it's like I've seen this a lot of times on DVD, and it was actually quite a good-looking DVD for its time. It was the one that if you walked into a 
television it was store. It was that. like on every screen, yeah. you know. And now I tried to think, and on big CRTs with the, not widescreen or anything. One, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it went from each one to the next. Toy yeah. Story was first, and always those movies actually. Probably now, Wally, right? Um, yeah, but it was quite a good looking DVD in its time, but. One of the big deal with the DVD, and it really bugged me, was it wasn't a two-disc set. It was just the one DVD. And what Disney were doing at that time, because full-screen televisions were still the, the main thing, they put the widescreen version and the full-screen version on one disc. So mm. that really made the picture quality... You know, the picture quality can only be half of what it could be, because you have to fit both movies on. So that bugged me, because... But then what truly, what you wouldn't have known what you were looking at, the difference. I never had seen this on the big screen. So today watching it on Blu-ray on a big screen, I was like mesmerized by all of the detail on like the skin and the flesh and the rocks and particularly the grasshopper skin. And then I found myself looking at everything specifically. The butterfly wings and how it's not just colorful but it's textured. And how colorful... um but what would the what would you have known? You wouldn't have known that from watching the DVD. If you were watching the DVD and you hadn't seen it, you wouldn't know the difference. It didn't look bad. No, it didn't look bad. But it always bugged me that they put the full screen and the widescreen because I was never interested in the full screen anyway. But then, and then Disney saw the light a bit later and started releasing. You you pick full screen or widescreen. You buy one or the other instead of whacking them on one disc. I always hated that. I guess it's just don't see how do you know how it was affecting you. Because there's like a certain mm-hmm. bit rate a movie can have, mm-hmm. technically, on a on your eyes. I mean, as you're watching it, how well? Yeah, there's it? problems when you compress a video too much, as you've seen before. You'll get things pic- smooth out more. You'll get less detail. Blu-ray obviously has none of that because there's no, space to spare. You know, like, seriously, you can get lost in looking at one wing of one bug if you paused and just. I think it was the same look. as when we watched Bolt on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. which was another amazing um, Blu-ray. Disney seemed to... I think it's this kind of film, though, isn't it? More than... Like an animated mm-hmm. film. It's always going to look... Like, you know when you just... Yeah, because you think of the person sitting in their office at Pixar they're trying Disney, to make it look- and they're staring at these big monitors and they're making every hair into them... If they're making someone's shirt and they're the person respond, then they're they're focused on that and they're going to make every little weave of the fabric. And then yeah. when you put it all together, you get there's nothing distorted or wiped out because it's all been done individually. But I've got to say, like you know, and the sound was really good too. Yeah, for yeah, the sound was actually a big improvement over the over the DVD because I've watched the DVD in surround sound before, obviously, you know. And this one was like there was bass stuff happening that I'd never heard before. Yep, so I that, think that was new, like yeah. I, well, not new. It's just like the Blu-ray can hold more data and stuff, so you get a better soundtrack. But I think overall the um, quality of the presentation, I've never seen it as good as that. And you're right, you see detail that you never saw before. And also, the, there's one thing about Blu-ray that I totally always notice is the color is tons better. If you go and put the DVD in straight after the Blu-ray, you'll think the colour needs adjusting. It's not... We should have done that for... It's not as up. Like, it, it, like I don't know what it is about it, but they have, like, a a new colour space or something for Blu-ray. It's like a deeper colour. You know, like, you, you know all that stuff where there's, yeah. like, 20 billion colours and all that stuff. They can push more through into the image. But you can tell the difference. These are the kind of movies that could sell the format, I think. 
Oh, totally. But then again, when you think, who's watching these movies? Kids and families. Kids and families don't have big, giant TVs or screens on their walls. They have maybe a 40-inch plasma at the most right now. And that's not everybody anyway. So I think it'd look good on a 40-inch plasma, though. I know. So I'm saying that's not everybody. So you might end up, you might be, like we have our 50-inch Revert, what's it called? Rear projected CRT or whatever it is. It's Not old. It's yeah. A, it's a high def. And that one, could be more common, but there's still going to be people who aren't watching it. Their hardware is going to hold them back from seeing the full potential, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, and the one thing is they didn't put the DVD in with this one. So, hmm. like, I'll have to keep my DVD because, uh, yeah. you know, there's none of that Blu ray file. But anyway. <clears throat> Taken away from that, I would give this when I do the written part about the audio and video. I give this a hundred because I think it's just I couldn't see a flaw anywhere. I it opened up the to me because I've seen it before and I love it. It even made it more new again, which is really yeah, weird. That's because because we never probably never seen it on a big screen. I never had never went to, I never went to the <laughs> theater to see it. So in fact. The DVD version, I mostly watched it on my computer monitor. Exactly. It's like 20 inches. So so this really did make a big deal of it. And I have also seen it for eighteen ninety nine online, which I think they might be seeing the light with the pricing. You know? eighteen ninety nine is actually cheaper than the DVD probably was when it first came out. Yeah. So, um... Spoiling the story of this... I don't think we Probably should, not but... much more... A lot of people will have seen this anyway, because how many Pixar fans are there out there who've seen everything that Pixar's done? Um, there's a lot of extra... We'll go, we'll go into the cast and the extras now, because I don't think we should spoil it for people who haven't. Yeah, Because I mean, maybe the there's people just... who love Wally and have never seen the older ones, so they might want to go back right. and this. Right, and the story is just what I said. Some ants are being extorted, like you said, by some grasshoppers, and uh, they need some help. And... Ta-da! one of my favorite scenes is the circus scene where they do this like uh, elaborate <laughs> act and like one bug actually gets set on fire and then the uh, the two the two bugs in the audience because it's not a very busy circus two bugs in the audience go burn him again burn him again <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> and the uh I always like the what is it the poo poo platter yeah because that everybody's because it's bugs so in a bug restaurant they, it's flies eating poop the flies eat crap on a platter okay and the poo poo platter is a real thing and in this instance it's just a, such a such a clever joke a poo poo platter with real poo on it funny that's highbrow comedy <laughs> it appeals to the kids and it appeals to the adults oh yes so moving on to the cast I think this uh, Pixar film is one of the Pixar films with the most names in it because like recently I don't think they've been using as many names they've been using a lot of just voice actors who have interesting voices but they're not like movie stars and stuff but in this one they've got quite a list of people now starting with Dave Foley as the main character Flick who's from Kids in the Hall and a stand-up comedian who I said we see we see some images of him on the DVD from 10 years ago, or 11 years ago. And he's aged a lot in 11 years, that guy. You think he's aged, you just kind of fix he it on like his He looked like a young guy hair. on that picture. Well, yeah. 
But you just think of his hair going grey makes him look old. So, you know, Dave Foley, he's, he's, kind of, he's funny. I've watched him, I've seen him on Howard Stern and stuff like that, actually. He's, he always comes across as funny. Um, perfect, he, perfect voice. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And, and interestingly enough, they got him back to do one of the extras, which is pretty good as well. Um, Kevin Spacey's The Baddie is Hopper, and you can instantly, you know... I Kevin. didn't. No, no, no. I remember watching it the first time, and Did thinking, you know? oh my god, who is that? Oh, who I, is that? I who just watched that? some Kevin Spacey film, like, when I saw Bugs Life, and I remember, oh, wow, that's... But yeah, he plays it really. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, he's menacing. In fact, that character, Hopper, in this movie, and some of the themes are quite dark and yeah. I, I turned to you and said well that was a bit dark because I was thinking you know kids are watching this movie little kids as well but you gotta be afraid of him or else it doesn't yeah, work you can't have a bad there's a particular scene that I'm yeah. not spoiling that some little kids could actually be afraid of that I think like you know the thought the actual idea of what is happening yeah because the idea of what is happening is really horrible <laughs> but I guess that's nature correct so then we've got Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus as Atta. Yep, Queen uh, Princess Atta. Um, I don't know who, she, who is she. What country are you from? England. <laughs> She's on Seinfeld. She's his best friend. She, you know, what, is she from England? No, I'm saying I'm teasing you because how could you not know who she is? You must have been in another country ten, to fifteen to twenty. Years I never ago. watched. I have never watched. I've not even watched five minutes of Seinfeld well, in my entire are. life, so I don't even know what it is apart from I know who the guy is. Seinfeld. Well, yeah. she is his friend in right, the show. So, that, so why would I know? If I'm <laughs> That's not what I'm it. saying. You must be from another country. How well, could you so not know? Other oh, stuff. She had her own show after that. Oh, she was on Saturday Night Live. See, I've never watched that either. Right. She did uh, Actor Studio with What's-His-Face. I've never watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. Then we've got like a really young Hayden Panty Panties. Pantier? Pantier. A really young Hayden Pantier as Dot. Oh, oh, her. You know, right. Hero's cheerleader. Right. And she's really young. Like. Seems like she's about eight years old or nine. Yeah, it, it makes me feel really old when I think this movie was ten years ago. Not that long ago. But her now, who's like the hot cheerleader in Heroes, was a little kid. Yeah. It's like, that makes you feel old. <laughs> but yeah, she, I liked her. I think she is pretty cutesy. Cutie. Yeah. Perfect for it. Yes. I don't particularly like her now. I don't either. When I watch Heroes, she... You know, the very, at the very beginning, yes, and then it just got a little bit... She's a bit... Mm, I don't... You call them stage mom... No kind of people yeah not very high quality kind of driven by the fame more than the thing itself but that's a whole other show then we've got phyllis diller as the queen she's funny yeah she's yeah what i know her okay but what's the main thing just comedian yeah kind of like the joan like pre-joan rivers yeah maybe (laughs) maybe not as foul as joan rivers oh i think she can be foul yeah (laughs) and then we've got david hyde pierce as slim and i've never watched frasier either (laughs) But I do know who he is. <laughs> like I said, what are you, from another country? It's not like they don't have these shows in England. They have them, I just of never course. watched them. I've never watched Friends either. I'm, I'm, I just, I don't... I think you like Frasier more than, say, Cheers or Friends or um, Seinfeld. Frasier's just a little, I don't know, I think you would like it I, more. I don't know why I don't find any of them fun. I've... Um, because you're a snob. 
you're a British comedy snob and you think American comedy isn't funny. It is. Unless isn't. it's The Office, which is a direct <laughs> ripoff of the original British Then that's fine. You can rip that stuff off and make it less funny. Because yours is less funny than ours. No, it isn't. You <laughs> don't like it as well. That doesn't make it less funny. I do like funny. it. I do like it, but I feel like it. I feel, I feel like it's less funny. I laugh more at the It's English not one. definitively less funny because you think so. Well, I, I am the law. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, and then we've got Dennis Leary as Francis. I love Dennis Leary. Of course. I've always found he's really funny. There's an obnoxious comic for you. He's a kind of a kick-in-the-teeth voice for you. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie Hunt. Because he plays the ladybug, and that's what he makes does. it funny. That is. So you automatically think, because I'm a ladybug, that I'm a girl. That was my interpretation. Can you hear a strange noise right now? Me talking? Is no. Equaling strange noise to you? No? Like a high-pitched... I think my ears have got tinnitus. It's like a noise coming from the front of the house. Like this. (laughs) Maybe somebody's outside blowing their leaves. Right. Oh, now I hear it. It's just something outside. I just got a rude image of somebody (laughs) blowing some leaves outside blowing. (laughs) Anyway. uh, And then... Last but not least, because there are a lot of names... I'll say there's a lot of names in this one. John Ratzenberger as P.T. Flea. Yep. Uh, he's been in other... Hasn't he been in other Yes, Pixar? everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in Toy Story. Uh-huh. Nemo. This. Toy Story 2. Cars. WALL-E. Because he even makes a, they even make a joke in WALL-E that... Or is in WALL-E or one of the other ones. May have been in Toy Story 2. Don't think he's in Wall-E, is he? Same, these people using the same voices for doing the same voices over and over or whatever right. like that. I can't remember, but yeah. Now, now um, A Bug's Life's directed by John Lasseter, who hasn't directed many movies. He, he directed Toy Story, Toy Story 2, and Cars. That's not all of the uh, Pixar movies, is it? Um, but he, it was also co-directed by the other guy on the extras. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who did Ratatouille? No, that's a different guy. That is a different guy. Santon or Satin or something. Satin. Satin. It was uh, co-directed by Satan. <laughs> Special appearance. Um, no, Andrew Stanton. Stanton. Was the co-director and he um, directed... Wow, he looks young on this picture. The pi- IMD pictures, DB pictures, they get put in there and then nobody ever changes them to reflect the change of the person today. Um, Shoot, if I was a, if I was one of those famous people and had my own, I'd be on on it all the time. The Andrew Stanton directed Wally and Finding Nemo. Right, right. So they're the main people from Pixar. I'd say Lasseter's got his finger on the button every single time, though. Yeah, seriously. And like I say, John Lasseter directed those three. Um, it's a different job, I think. Directing, don't you think it's a different job directing this kind of? Thing? I think that directing, first of all. It's the same because it's a vi- you're telling a story visually, so you've yeah, got to direct so need- the scenes, the shots. You the don't design, have a cinematographer, I guess. Of course you do, because they have to lay out every single. No, I mean you you don't have a cinematographer to turn to, so that's down to him too. Like, unless no, I think you do have a cinematographer because of course they do. They arrange the where the point of view is going to be from, if it's going to be from behind a leaf or show the sunset and where the ant's going to be in the composition. You know, that's cinematography. No, what what. I understand that that's cinema. What I'm getting at, though, is... Somebody's talking to you. Um, you have, in a normal movie set, on a set, you can go and get the DP and you can all look at a thing and you can go and get the... I think they do that in animation as well. They just do, I, like, don't you think he just drawings did. and stuff. No, I think it's a whole... 
Well, he draws sto- he draws storyboards out with all the angles, but there's not a cine- not a separate cinematographer. What I'm saying is the Lasseter guy probably does the all of that. Oh, I disagree. I'm sure there's people. Who- all the computer animators say to him, "No, it look better from this." Side. Oh well, you know you can. So the lesson here is, kids, when you watch this movie, sit and read all of the credits, and you will see if there's a DP and a cinematographer. Oh, just look on IMDb <laughs> like I'm doing now. There is not. No, there won't be a DP because there's no camera. Right? I think you're being very literal. I mean, you're right, but... I mean, nobody needs to operate a camera. It is still a photographic medium, isn't it? Because it's a moving picture. It is, but the cameras are all virtual, just... I mean, everything's a 3D model with a... With a... In a computer, everything, everything, so... It might not. It might not be. Tra- it's a different. What I'm saying is a different industry. Like it's a. It's not your traditional. Everybody stands on the thing and sits on chairs and. No, but I mean the mechanics might be different. But in the end, you're telling a story visually with pictures, and it's going to have to end up the same. Pictures and sound. Yes, moving pictures and sound. Is it 24 frames a second? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know that. All right. Well, if it's on film, that is. If it, if it, I guess it still is. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Lasseter it's a joint thing. Now DVD uh, Blu-ray extras, right? So it's a uh, typical Disney packaging, a slipcase. Is it different on the inside? Nope. No. Um, nice slipcase though. It's kind of embossed, you know, like uh, everything's raised. I always like that. Um, now there's a bit of a bonus with this disc. And I think it's quite a nice bonus. Now, as I said earlier, this time it's just Blu-ray and digital copy, no DVD file, as they call it. But there is a nice bonus inside the box, which I wasn't aware of until I opened the box. Is it a free ticket? It's a free movie ticket to see Up. Oh, nice. Which is out next week. So, that's that, worth $10. Not that we'll go. Um, we could, think about it. We could take our nephew to go. Yeah, but think about it. Yes. How much will it suck to go to the movie theater now in this town after having the most wonderful theater in our own house? Yeah. But anyway, if you're planning on seeing up, this has come out at uh, uh, the perfect time. If you live across the street and you want to go see it. Well, no, get to what I'm saying is you can pick this up for eighteen ninety nine. I meant our ticket. You can you can pick this disc up for eighteen ninety nine. This ticket would cost you eight dollars or nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Um so this is if you're going to see that, this is only ten dollars. So it is a good. Oh, that's good. So it's a good time to pick it up. Um, so yeah, there's a ticket to see it, and these do work because I've been to other movies. You go on the website, you enter the code, and you print out a ticket and just take it in with you. We could give it's, it to someone. It's really yeah. Um, we well, could. we can go. We just have to go to the other town we where could. the theater is nicer. We could seriously. Our movie theater is just crap, and unless they've revent re revenated re- what's the word renovated it in the last. How long? Six months? What? I have no desire If we're not to going to there. see it, right. I'll tell you what I'll do. Later on today, I will do a Twitter post. And the first person to message me. And direct say, message me. I want to see up for free. I will give them this code. Because all they need to do is enter this code. At Very all nice. So, okay, we're not using it. Might as well give it to Very nice. Me. So, yeah. Free ticket to up. There you go. Uh, impromptu contest. So you got to send, he's going to post it on Twitter, and then you have to reply to that t- post? In fact, I won't do it today, because that's not enough, people won't have True. heard this all today, so... Tuesday. Let's, no, let's say 
I will do this on Thursday afternoon to give everybody enough time to have heard this because not everybody will listen to it. So that would be Thursday, May 20th? Yeah. So if you want a free ticket to see up, uh, follow my Twitter. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'm A Scully on Twitter. And then on Thursday, keep an eye out. Thursday afternoon? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you get the two discs. One's the digital copy for your iPod or laptop, Windows laptop, or Mac. Now, that might be a movie I wouldn't mind putting on my laptop to have, yeah. to watch, because I just really enjoy it. Oh. I mean, I actually really enjoy it. Oh, you can just rip the DVD. <laughs> it's, it's a, I know you're not supposed to rip DVDs, right? No. But... And this, these digital copies are all well and good, and you know they give you a nice disc with all the label art. But they expire. I hate that. The expiry thing is it drives me nuts. Because you can put this on your, put this on your Windows Media Player on your laptop. But I think you'll come to it in usually a year and try and play it, and it'll say sorry. You mean you once you've put it on there, you got it. If you try to do it after a year. Then it won't not. Okay, you put it on your laptop. You don't watch it for a year. It'll still work. Yes. But if you haven't taken it off the disc within that year, is that right. what you're saying? Well, like they, they shut the activation servers down after a certain. Right, day. but if I download it today, activate it, it's good and it's on my laptop. That's it. Then I think I, can watch I think it it's forever. good until you reformat, and then right. you, if the activation server is not there anymore, then you're screwed. Right. Because it it basically what it does is like it looks up on the internet to see if yours matches with, you know, some kind of code thing. So if, like, oh, this code 20,000 other people are watching the exact same code, then... Then it's shut that one off. So this... I think this code's only good for one copy. So, like, mm. you know, it's weird. I don't, I don't... I'm not into it. It's not the way to They're do it. They're trying too hard. They're trying too hard. In fact, leave that out and just put the standard Correct. DVD in Correct. Put the in, DVD in, in there. Yeah. Charge the same price. DVD can't be expensive. It does tell you here. I'll look in small print just just to be sure. It says... Mmm, listening to you read is riveting, I'm sure. <laughs> Brains. It's, uh, it just says, like, you'll need this amount of... Oh, here we go. The Disney file digital copy activation code will expire May the 19th, 2010. So a month, uh, year exactly from now. Yep. Now, that just says the code expires. So get it on your laptop now, get the code in there, and then... And don't reformat ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, so going on to the extras, you get... I, I actually just noticed there's some interesting artwork in the back there. It's kind of nice. Ah. It's like flick. a picture. And, uh, With his little wave. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. background scene. Um, so, yeah, you get the two discs, the digital copy and the Blu-ray of Bugs Life, and a bunch of extras. Now, what they've done is they've given you a couple of... Well, uh, some new Blu-ray extras, like 10th anniversary extras, I would say. Like, a, a retrospective. And then they've give you everything that was occluded on the original DVD in standard def. So they've just ported all that stuff over. So the new Blu-ray features are... A Bug's Life, the first draft. Now this is like... It, it was quite a different story to what it... Mm-hmm. When they originally storyboarded it. So what they did is they took the original storyboards, got Dave Foley back. It is Dave Foley. Yeah. Got Dave Foley back, you know, eleven years later, and he narrated over the top of these 
they're not just flat storyboards. They're actually all animated, aren't right? They? Not in the way the bugs a bug's life is, but it's they drawing. Look it's like pencil, dra- like uh, colored pencil drawings that are animated and very reads. similar to the Nightmare Before Christmas one that we saw, um, where it was like an interact, like a I just, moving I panels. Mean, the idea is similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's in high def, and it looks really good. You can see the detail on the drawings, and, you know, it's really... And we agree. We like the story that ended up on the movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, this original story... It was a little bit complicated more, and... A bit more complicated, and the hero of the piece isn't the same hero, and right. it's not quite as... I don't know. He's, he's made to stand out from the others, and it doesn't work for me. I prefer him when he looks like the others. Because ants, they, there's no one ant that stands out. They're ants, aren't they? They all look the same. Um... And then the other thing, uh, the Blu-ray extra, is uh, Filmmaker's Roundtable, which is like a 30-minute sit-down with the four main people involved in the film. And they just reminisce, basically, don't they? And there's some interesting stories. One particular where they had to go and screen it to President Clinton at the time. I thought it was pretty interesting, and they were so enamored by that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a little bit weird to me. I don't know why people... I just don't like that. They're almost salivating at it, like... Well, you know, it's a... Oh, come on. It's just a dude. Yeah, but well, to me, I, I, you know, who gets to do that? Really? They do. Yeah, they do. And <laughs> they, they, it's pretty cool, you know. And there's, you know, other stories about how they talk a little bit about the other version of the movie and how the movie came and... Right. It's, how it's an interesting. It's just a, it's a straight up sit down at a table talking. I've always felt, though, that these Pixar people, you know, we watch that thing about the history of Pixar and stuff. They find them... They. They take themselves, or put themselves in a very... They find themselves to be quite important, I find. I like it. I love their movies. But when they talk about their company or their movies and the process, it just seems like they're very self-important. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. <laughs> I don't... <I'm> just <laughs> I see them as people who really love what they do. I... See I know, a lot it's kind of, of worn these. off, I think, because when they say, "Oh, the Bugs Life was the funnest time we've had," and then it shows you them like buggering. Well, yeah. Pixar have a real unique workplace where they did then. We they don't did know then. Now. No, well, we've seen it now too on um, later DVDs, and it's a lot more corporate, but still has the fun rooms and stuff, but not quite the same. Yeah, before it was totally open, the you know, and so I think they've gotten that beaten down by the. Uh, but it doesn't. The I don't think that movie. I still think. And the trailer also of a no- of note on an extras. It's not really an extra, but the the full theatrical trailer for Up is on here. Mm, yeah, and it's the first time I've actually seen anything really because we saw a teaser trailer a while back, and I thought it actually looked really good. Yeah, like, I like the idea of it, and it's not, you know, it's not the obvious thing to go for, is it? It's not like, it's. it's well, a, I have no idea what it's about. It's an old guy in a house floating around, right? So, it's ca- you know it. I like the idea because it's different. Like, Wally was also a, a step away from mm-hmm. doing cutesy characters and stuff, you know? Even though Wally, you could say, was a cutesy character. Of course. Character. <laughs> um, Charming. So, those are the two new only on Blu ray bonus features. And then everything else is included. Now, Jerry's Game, which was the short film that was on before um, A Bug's Life when you went to the theatre. And it was the old guy playing chess in the park. Now that's on here for the first time in high definition. So if you own the DVD, you you know you'll you see a better quality version of it. I like that one. That was one of my favourite ones actually. Um, 
There's an audio commentary by the director, and this stuff is not new. It's from the DVD. There's behind the scenes of The Bug's Life, a Walt Disney Silly Symphony, Grasshopper and the Ants, outtakes, and everything else that was included right. back, back then. So all that stuff is not high def. It's all... Four by three. And low def. <laughs> you know, there's a distinct difference. But it's good to have it all in one place if you want to ditch the DVD, I guess. But you should have put the DVD in here. And then, then we could ditch the DVD for real, right? Maybe i just take the DVD out of my... Why old... would you want to ditch it, though? You've already bought it. Why not keep them both? I don't well, get it. Well, sell it, I'm saying. Like, mm. like there's no point. I mean, to whom? To anybody who wants it. To <laughs> yeah. cheap. Because you, know? you only have so much shelf space, and why have two copies of something? Mm. One with everything in would be nice, right? Like, Wally. Yeah. Wally comes with all three versions of the movie, in there. Um... So, the other thing is, this features uh, Disney's BD Live, which is kind of coming along. Um, It seems to be a bit more fleshed out every time we log into it. Um, So, we did log into it this time to check it out. And, unfortunately, the name A. Scully is inappropriate. So, I can't Mm. have that. So, now I'm guest 19. Some rubbish. Anyway, we went in BD Live and had a mess around. This, you know, you can get... You can unlock some avatars for, you know, whatever movies you buy. And when you log into BD Live, it recognizes that you own that movie and then it gives you the avatars. So I've got avatars for Narnia and this because they're the only... And there's one other. Yeah, because what happens with us is we review movies like a week early or something. And then when we go to the BD Live, it's never working. So we've I mean, right. we've got loads of that. I could go down there and sit there for an hour and just keep feeding the ones in that we have and get loads of stuff, I guess. But but the thing is, you know, we both noticed when you put it in there, you register, and then you go get the downloadable content from BD Live, there were like three more avatars, which was, is nothing. They're free. But then yeah. you have to take the time to pick Click that em. one, say yes, go back, pick one, say yes, go back, and all you end up with three little crappy avatars. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing because with Narnia, for instance, the last one, the the Prince Caspian version of Narnia, we actually logged into the BD Live network and then went to the content, and there was some um, actual deleted scenes and stuff we could watch, but there was nothing for this, just those yeah. little avatars. But we did go to what Disney call the movie challenge mode. Which was also in... Well, it's in all Disney movies now. Any Blu-ray Disney movie. But it's like a live quiz that's going on while you watch the movie. You can participate with other people, but we just happened to play it on our own because we couldn't... There was nobody else, was there? It said 200 guests, but... No, this was the... Uh, that was in the um, poll thing. Right, yeah, right. But when we were playing the que- answering the questions to the Correct. movie. This works really well, actually. I... I didn't think it was going to be much cut, but we ended up playing a whole section of it. Um, it just pops up multiple choice questions. You answer them with your remote control. It works really well, easily. And you're watching the movie while you're doing it. And polls pop up, ask you questions. I like, think, is this yeah. one of your favourite movies? Kind yeah. of fun. For, well, that's a separate part. That was, I was going on to that. But this this is just the quiz part, where, mm. where it has the... Um, it's called... I Dis- it was all happening at the same time. No. The, then we went into this... Well, I'll get into that now. We went into this new feature called Disney's Virtual Living Room, which is, we had to download this big update to do this. It was like 35 megabytes. And then when we got into Disney's Virtual Living Room, you're in watching your, watching the movie. It's not a quiz or anything, but you're in watching the movie with 200 other people in this case. You can make them your friends, and you can change your mood at the bottom with the smiley face or the sad face. And then occasionally these pop-ups come up saying... 
you know, is this your favourite movie? And you can say yes, and then within, like, 30 seconds, it shows you the live answers of everybody right. there. So it's kind of a fun feedback thing. And I was saying, it doesn't seem much right now, but surely they can implement this into something really good. I, I, you know, if you've seen this movie 50 times, I wouldn't mind sitting there with the questions on the bottom, just answering them as I go right. along. You know, because maybe you'll learn something as well. So I think, I still think Disney have got the BD Live the best manipul- you know what, what you call it implementation of it I think because we look at Universal's <laughs> manipulation's a good word too we look at Universal's and stuff and it's uh, very n- I just find once you start going in there to look at stuff I'm ready to get up and move on I don't feel like we need to encourage people to sit on their butt for another hour or two hours or three hours dicking around with the movie it's about value I guess it isn't value because it's, it's there's no there's no substance to those things Watching the extras I like. Other people would argue that that's a waste of time, too. They just want to watch the movie and get on with it. I just don't get the whole concept of let's make this one DVD interactive and have to mess around with it. Just say, go to the website if you're going to... I don't know. I don't like... I just don't... I'm not a fan of the BD Live thing yet. Well, I, I am a fan of what it can do because it is pretty cool to use the internet and to be connected to people and stuff. It just neat. There's some somebody's going to come up with one where we'll put it in and we'll go, wow, this is out. This is what it's all about. I just don't think anybody's done that yet. But there's definitely something that can be done that is going to be mind-blowing at some point where, <laughs> where I'll go, okay, this, these have figured it out because I think Disney are on the right track. Because, you know, it is. I know it's just a bonus thing. You don't have to do a it. A live commentary with a director for the duration of a movie. And they say, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Pacific, whatever. We're going to have Quentin Tarantino or whoever yeah, the director which is. Which has been and done. he's going, you're going to hear him. Yeah. And there'll be periods throughout where he can then, you can ask him a question. Like, it's live, live, and it's really him or it's really Lassiter. And you're going to watch an email now, with him. Or this has been be- done. Christopher Nolan did it on the Batman Begins. Uh, mm. Not Batman Begins. The Dark Knight um, Blu-ray, but obviously it can only be done. It can't be done every week, can it? Because the director hasn't got every week to right, right. sit around. So they did it on the week that the Dark Knight came out. Apparently, it went really well. I didn't tune in, but they got Christopher Nolan doing a live commentary, and you could submit questions before. Mm. No, because obviously it's hard to submit questions. So you would submit questions on the internet through the page. Then when you tuned in, he started, the movie rolled. Everybody sees the movie at the same time. He talks over the top live. And he will say, oh, Ascoli from Ascoli.com. Because how do you synchronize that, though? Apparently, and this is the cool part about it. You put your DVD in and he makes it happen. Yeah, this this was the really cool part. And I saw a clip from it on YouTube. He could pause or fast forward or rewind at any time, him controlling your player, and he could tell he, where he can circle things. Hmm. So he could pause and say, you see this? Were you really watching it from your disc or you streaming it or something? No, it was live from the day. He, they basically had built in the controls so he could, anybody, in, anybody who's in the session, he has control of them. Like. So he was basically pausing it and saying, you see this thing here? And it was some small oh, thing that you would so. never cool. notice. And he'll go, well, this is like a cameraman. We just didn't notice. You know, and he was circling stuff around. So, yeah, that is a killer app for me. But 
It can't be done all the time, right. can it? You know, but yeah, it can be archived, and then you can choose. Robert Rodriguez. Sit. I mean, what's his name? Rodriguez. He'd be a perfect guy for that. He would. Maybe they can do uh, like a grindhouse, um, a grindhouse one with Quentin and him. That'd be cool. The whole thing. But no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, there is a killer app out there. It's just, it's in its infancy, isn't it? That's the deal. You mean a, a killer application? Yeah. Are we slowly learning? Are we slowly being the no, abbreviation I'm a, people? I'm, a, I'm an internet uh, person. So killer app doesn't make. So <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, Bugs Life. Um, I can't recommend this highly enough. If if you're a fan of animation, Disney, family movies in general, I think this is like the Ants. top tier of <laughs> bugs. It is the top of you know of is in my opinion the best Pixar one. Um, you know, it's not the best picks. Picks on in terms of it might be though in visuals and stuff. I was thinking, you know, Wally I think looks amazing. I think The Incredibles does, but they all have their own style, don't mm-hmm. they? And this one, I think it was way, you know, this came out eleven years ago. It was way beyond its time then, because then it was mind blowing. Do you remember watching it and thinking, "Holy crap!" Like, no, not how-? really. I do. I remember. I felt like how far they've come from Toy Story. I remember watching this thinking. Wow, like, because computers were not as... Yeah. Everybody knows about computers now, and we see cool stuff every day, don't we? You are done by computers. Then it wasn't. It was the beginning of that, wasn't it? But then what did you say when we were watching the commercial that's forced down your throat of uh, Sleeping Beauty? That, oh, it looks really good, and I wish they would do that some more of that. Now, there are going to be people who make short animations and feature animations who do the old-school drawing and, and art style, or use the computer their computer to do that old looking style we just don't see them they're not mainstream as all and we seek them out they do have like you say they did have a trailer on the Bugs Life for the Sleeping Beauty high def remaster that they've just done and it really does look like if you pause that it's just like amazing looking watercolour paintings just stitched Mm. together and that's how it was done then wasn't it and um, yep one after the other I appreciate it more seeing it like that I know the animations like it's like rudimentary because it's like the beginning of animation, wasn't it? But it, it, they actually look beautiful, those, um, and that has been restored a lot. You can tell it just looks like you're flicking through a yeah a book of. So you know we've seen the. Then you see this, and then you see Wall-E. You were gonna say in our lifetime, but it was made a little bit before our time. It that was, was in like thirties <laughs> or fifties, wasn't it? I'm not sure. So. Um, yeah, I can't recommend this one highly enough. Picture and sound, I give it like a hundred. Like I said, it's um, definitely showcase. And you know, who doesn't like Pixar? And it's good. For, some people don't, but it's good for everybody. Yep. So I mean, you, as terms of like uh, content. Yeah, and uh, you know, like most weeks, Sid Talk will uh, dis value f- for money, but with a ticket to up and an under under twenty dollar price point. That's I've a hard seen, one to argue with. That is actually a good value. Because, you know, there's a lot of extras. If you're going to go and see Up anyway, likely you are if you're a Pixar fan. And we're not getting the value. We're passing that value on to someone else. You should be very grateful for yeah. that. So, on Thursday afternoon. Thursday, May yeah, 20th. Just fo- yeah, follow my Twitter. <gasps> what is today? The 18th? Today is the 23rd anniversary of my high school graduation. Just occurred to me. Don't know why. Wow, you're old. I know. 
Yes, I know. Thanks for reminding. So, is there no reunion today or something? Uh, no, it, no. So. No. Hmm. Shame. Mm-hmm. Anyway, movie recommendations <laughs> for this week. I thought I'd go with two um, CG movies. My first one, um, one that a lot of people probably never saw, but I still dig it to this day. Uh, it's Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Now we went to see this on the in the cinema. Um, it's a not it's it's got the Final Fantasy name, but it's not a Final Fantasy movie. It's not like a character wandering around with a party and they battle. It's beasts. not that. No. It's, <laughs> it's a story by Square, the company who make Final Fantasy, spent a ton of money on a movie that completely flopped and nobody really liked. Um, I, I, You're making it sound great. I actually really enjoyed. I enjoyed it, it a lot. Yeah, it was an interesting story, slightly Japanesey and a bit. I think out if I there. watched it now, I would get it more because I've actually seen and watched more, more of that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're an anime fan, I don't know why you wouldn't love it. No, and it looks incredible, and it is CG. It's all CG, entire thing. But it's not CG in the way Pixar do it. It's CG as in they try and do real life right. people in CG. It doesn't work hundred percent. The no. dubbing's pretty bad because um, yeah. it was a Japanese, and then they got people like Kiefer Sutherland, I think. No, Donald Sutherland. There was. They got famous actors anyway, American actors, and it doesn't match hundred percent. But if you can get away, if you can, you know, ignore that, get over actually, all these things that are wrong with it. It's great. Well, I don't think there's a lot. I personally, I really like it, and I, it was cutting edge for its time because nobody had done that kind of, you know, level of human. And what was the name said, of it again? Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Now there is another Final Fantasy CG movie called Final Fantasy Advent Children. And that one is based on the games. That one came out, like, last year. I haven't seen it. Spirit Within. Spirits Within. The Spirits Within. And my second one is WALL-E, which um, I know we only just watched recently, but... Is that your second favourite of all? No, these aren't favourites. These are just recommendations, you know? Mm. Don't really give much thought to it, is that what you're saying? No, I was just (laughs) thinking of two CG movies that really captured me. One was uh-huh. the Final Fantasy and one was Wally because I really thought Wally was spectacular. Just the way it was, I liked its weird, like lonely feel for most of the movie, and then even though it was a little bit over, uh, what you preachy, preachy, environmentally. I actually preferred the first half of the movie to the second, but the first half I thought was so well done. The, you know. It's a movie with no dialogue, hardly, in the first half. And just this character on his own, and then meeting Eve. And it just works, I thought, completely. You're and compelled. I, yeah, compelling with no dialogue. It's hard to do, isn't it, to keep you enthralled yeah. in something. So I really enjoyed it. And my recommendations are uh, Robin Hood, which is a Disney animated feature from a long time ago. Yeah. About, about 20 years ago, in fact. And I love it still. I mean, I think if you plunked it out in front of you, I would sit and be... It's got some really lovely songs, and it looks really cute. It's old school animation. It's not CGI. Nice little story. So that's Robin Hood. Disney. Full feature animation. Animated. And Treasure Planet. I think it was overlooked in its day. I think we did a review of it, and... When did you think Robin Hood was from? About, I would say... Disney's Robin Hood. 18 years ago. 1973. No. Right, well, longer than that. That one. So when I saw it, let me see. Yep, that's it. Yeah. 
I mean, I was watching on on VHS, so I would love if they've redone it since then. I can't imagine why they haven't, but it's one of my favorites, actually. It is my favorite, what you would consider old school animated. And mine is Lady and the Trump. It is. You're right. We are Siamese, if you please. And my other one, I said Tran, Tran, Tran. <laughs> I was going to say Transvestite Planet, but that's not it. It's called Treasure Planet. Transvestite Planet. I've seen that one as well. <laughs> no, it's not because... good. Oh, I think that sounds really good. <laughs> but Treasure Planet. Now, it's really Treasure Planet is cool because it's a mixture of CG mm-hmm. and traditional animation, Correct. which was cool. I, I really enjoyed that. I one. did. The characters were good. Because I like the good. space story adventure. The story was too. good. Yeah. Yep. And it also had, like, pirate ships. Nice story. The spaceships. What was that movie? What was that movie with Robert De Niro as a gay pirate in a flying ship? Stardust. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that's a good recommendation. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like I'm making that up, but no, that, that's real. Yep. <laughs> That is true. That's true. Stardust was good too. It was really good. Uh, Robert De Niro, gay pirate on a flying pirate ship. Mm. It was quite bizarre. But and Ricky Gervais was in that one too. Correct. Um, so yeah, so contest. Um, let's explain this contest again for this week. Twitter. If you don't know what Twitter is, it's twitter.com. You can sign up for an account. Well, you have to sign up for an account if you mm-hmm. want to use it, really. Yeah, it's free. There's no yeah. hassle. They never, they don't bother you. Via you can email. do it for this one thing, and then done. Then follow uh, somebody called A Scully, A S C U L L Y, Twitter.com/slash A Scully. Press the follow button, and then on Thursday afternoon, I will, at some random time during the afternoon, I will say to, I will say the first person to to private message me with the word, whatever the word is. You have to tell... Oh, okay. Yeah, at the time. Okay. Whatever that word is, you private message me that word, and the first person to do so, because they get time-stamped, will be the person who gets a ticket to see up. Well, they'll get a code. You get a code, then you have to put it in, then you have to have a printer, so you can print out your own ticket. Yeah. So you, but I'm you sure if you're internet savvy, you... Prob- if you're internet savvy. That was the uh, vent in the bathroom. It must be windy outside. Interesting. Sometimes it flipper, flips, you know... Right, so yeah, that's the contest. And there's other contests on the site if you want to go and win some DVDs. Really? Lots of free stuff. So, um... Do I... Can I enter this? No. <laughs> so ne- I'm not eligible. Next week's uh, review will either be... And I know we said this last week, but it's also it's often depending on when I get stuff and when... It will either be Valkyrie or Taken with Liam Neeson. So what of- you're saying is you didn't get Valkyrie at all this week. That's why we did... No. And Valkyrie's out tomorrow, and we still haven't got it yet, so they might be running a bit late. We, we, we probably should have it by next week. But anyway, we've got Taken already, so it's either Taken or Valkyrie. And Taken's the Liam Neeson, uh, Luke Besson-produced one. Right. And I was, I'm still going to get sad about Liam Neeson. I know. It's terrible. So let's move on to games and Ace Scully stuff. Um, I've been playing Free Realms this week. Yeah. Uh, www.freerealms.com. It's a free... Massively multiplayer RPG by the EverQuest people from Sony. They got really rich, and then they got really bored, and they didn't have anything else to do since EverQuest <laughs> is done, and now they're making that. Well, it's actually them. Sony making it, and it's interesting because it's they also they developed it for the PS3 as a free, and then decided to put it out on the PC first. It's actually going to be a PS3 product for for free also in the in the future. So. I can't imagine how many users they're going to have. It's going to get crazy. Um, they got a million users in two weeks, which is like unheard of. You know, it's a, it's a lot of people, but people go for free, don't they? Mm-hmm. So um, it's busy. I've been on there. There's a lot of people playing it. 
Um, it's really fun. Works well. Yeah, it works well. No It'll, glitches. Nothing. It's just smooth sailing, really. It's smoother sailing. And I had an EverQuest 2 account. And I played EverQuest 2. And this is smoother than that was. So, um, the other game we've been playing is a game by PopCap. Yeah, now you understand what Sitel was on about at the beginning. So it's a game by PopCap Games, who are the creators of Bejeweled, Peggle, all these games that everybody loves and is probably... I think they have some sort of hidden something in them that hypnotizes people. Because I'm sure it isn't just me being weak and that I could sit there for... 50 hours. No, there's something Never addictive about oh my God. simple games, yeah. But addictive. anyway, this game's called Plants vs. Zombies, and my, um, I thought of a better name, and my name would be Lawn of the Dead. I actually thought of that the other day, I was like, uh, <laughs> that's good, that's a better name. But anyway, Plants vs. Zombies is, you can explain. Uh, the reason you would call it Lawn of the Dead is because you begin, you have your little backyard, your house is on one side, the zombies are coming at you from the other, you are not there, there's no you, um, they're headed towards your house. You get a series of plants and other devices, plants mostly, obviously, because it's called Plants vs. Zombies, to somehow stop them from getting to your front door and eating your brains. And I can't describe it in any way except you. Once you start, you cannot. Right, right now. Okay, it's not still running in the background on my PC, but it probably will be shortly after this is completed. Because I'm like, oh god, I'm I'm on the roof now, and like I can get these pots, and I figured out the combination because you only get a certain number of slots for all the plants that you've earned over the game, you know, over different levels. So let's say you have eight slots, and you can pick, you know, the. You can pick the one sunflower that gives you the sun, that gives you the extra power to buy the other plants, and they recharge themselves, and so you got to get a big potato to block them, and then you got to decide, do I want the big tall potato? Because it blocks the zombie that um, can pull vault because it's tall enough, but the guy with the ladder, the zombie, he can get over it, so I'm going to need the magnet mushroom, <laughs> and then at nighttime you have to... And so, to explain, it's... And if it sounds insane if you don't do it. I was going to say, if you're a gamer, to explain, it's a... It's what they call a tower defense game. It's a certain genre of game, like RPG or whatever. And it's called tower defense. And a game very similar to it is Pixel Junk Monsters. So you put up your defenses, basically. And then a wave of stuff comes and you have to hold out. Now, Pixel Junk Monsters on the PS3 is a similar game. You have a wave of monsters and a village with villages in. You have certain amount of towers that you buy with energy that you pick up. And they have certain skills place, about you them. You place them down and then a wave comes and you have to survive the wave, you know. And it's always a pick up some money, yep. build another tower. It's that kind of game. Now this simplifies it a bit because it's a grid that and you And it's put pretty stuff. small. It doesn't get any... It's not no. like it grows... I mean, the first level, obviously, you're learning. But after that, you've got a set number It's like of a rows. chessboard, really. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and whereas something like Pixel Drunk Monsters, it's a big map that you can put things everywhere, so that's a bit more complicated. I, I like this because they've distilled it down. So, you know, you're protecting five slots, basically, aren't you? And, mm-hmm. you, and it's easier to think about than, oh my god, I've not covered there, I've not covered there. You know, Pixel Drunk Monsters is pretty hard. Um, it's fun, I'm playing through it too. Yep, it's got mini games you can play. A little and, bit. Like, and the best thing about it is, and this isn't true right now, is it? it's actually... $10. Steam had a sale. It only came out last week, but, uh, you know, Steam, which is a PC content delivery system, 
they had a thing where it was $5 for a few days, and I happened to buy it while it was $5, but it's actually $10 now. And unfortunately, if you're a Mac user, it's $20. Because Mac people obviously pay more for everything. Yeah, they have more money. I think that's they the, get better jobs. I think that's what it is. But uh, but for ten dollars, I actually I think it's worth ten dollars. It's a, it's the one of those things that if you listen to a lot of podcasts, I mean, this is an interesting kind of like with um, auditorium, the same way we bought you, that heard, you heard it from GPD. Listen to that podcast, then you go check it out, and you say it to me, and then I get it. We say it to people, and they'll go try it out. Auditorium was the same. You're like, hey, this is really awesome. I bought it for myself. I bought it for my nephew. People will listen. That's like a whole new way of, you know, I'm not seeing any commercials. It's not on commercials. It's not on, I don't look at any advertising on the web. I don't care if web. you buy, and I actually don't care if you buy puns. No, exactly, exactly. We, it's like, we really enjoy it, and then if you pass it on, there could be three people who listen to this who go just check it out, and they'll be like, oh, that's awesome, and maybe it'll be on sale again. Oh, and let me also tell you, if you go to steam.com, which is free, you can download Steam for free. There's a demo of it with a three-level well, demo. So play the the demo will last you half an hour and you'll you'll buy it. You know the buy now button. You'll press that. Because <laughs> I played that. That's how I bought it. I played the demo. I heard about it on the CADcast actually. I played the demo and the minute the demo was over and the window pops up saying buy now I just press buy and now. And as soon as you were playing and I watch you play hundreds of games yeah. literally you were playing it and I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna, I, I need that one. That one I need. I don't. You can't explain. Mm-mm. It's not simple like dumbing down like, oh, I'm an idiot at like, playing checkers on your Zoom or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> or the endless mode of Hexic, which I also still do on the, on my Zoom, where I, I will never die because it's just endless. But um, it's just one of those like, like uh, World of Goo. Um, yeah, World of Goo is doing? very similar. Where you start it and then you just sort of compelled through it and, yeah. you know. World of Goo didn't capture you as much as I didn't think. It did. I just didn't go on with it. I got to Spider. points where I've never played Peggle. That's one of those I haven't tried. That's yeah. absolute. It's like crack Peggle. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's nothing to it, but it's like, you know, like Plants vs. Zombies sucks you into it, and you just want to keep doing it. Peggle's the same thing, and I didn't think... At first I thought, ah. Then you start doing it, and you start picking up the subtleties of it, and then you're just like i got to do that one better. You know, like, I just want to play that level again, but do it better. Exactly, I've gone back and played levels because you can collect coins and you can buy stuff from the shop and it's, you know, it's just... (laughs) And it's fun. I put the headphones on because you were playing another game last night, so I wanted to hear, and I turned it up really loud so you could hear the brains and all the... Oh, it's got an interesting art style. It's cartoon. Mm. It's it's almost like a Flash game, isn't it? It looks Mm. like a Flash game, but it's... uh, Hand-drawn. Looks be- it looks, works beautifully. It's fun. Good. Yeah, I imagine it will work on most computers. It, just, it doesn't look like it requires a lot of... You had a little problem making it go full screen in your Windows 7 the other day, though. Yeah, I figured that out. Okay. It was a... Um, it's, it's a weird glitch in Windows 7. You have to... It, it, when I launch the game, it minimizes itself. You have to maximize the window, but then triple-click quickly, and then it'll stay up. If you don't do it, it'll just keep going back down again. <laughs> That's easily... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you made figure so that out. on Windows 7, it's, it's the... Okay, tr- the, who figured that out? That's what I want to know. I figured it out. I was just, just like... Click, click. And then I realized that the combination of three clicks kept the window up. So I don't know what that was about. But it, Can we finish this so I can go back to playing? <laughs> no. Anyway, another I'm gonna thing... I'm going to just go over here and uh, I'm going to just... Uh... <laughs> another thing this week, I... Um, there's... 
back onto the subject of movies. There's a movie I've always wanted to see called Battle Royale. Um, if you're not familiar with this movie, it's a Japanese movie from... 70s? No, it's not from the 70s. It's from like 90-something. Oh, really? Um, and I'll, I'll just say the basic premise without... Just the, the intro title thing. Yeah, don't say anything to either because I don't want to know loads about it. No, this is the dialogue that the first thing you see on the screen is it's like in the future not not to, not really decl- you know how far in the future maybe five years ten years but Japan is having a problem with the youth of Japan are running amok and you know right. like like teenagers out of control so the government have decided we got to crack down on teenagers being out of control so the government decide for this program called the Battle Royale program where they send children to an island and they kill each other basically it's like you know to get the population of children down so it's controversial obviously they send children to an island and they give them all a weapon whatever that weapon may be and say okay you're on the island Every kid for themselves. The last one standing goes back to, you know, it doesn't die, <laughs> you know, it goes back to life. So that's the whole premise, which is very interesting because these are not teenagers. They, they're 10, 11 years old. Yeah, young kids, youngish kids, kid like our nephew's age kids. Right. So that is a controversial subject in itself. Now, it also spawned a sequel, Battle Royale 2. So... It's always been really expensive, and I've never ever got to see it. You're probably never going to see it. It's not going to be on TV here. It's not. There was rumours it was banned in America. It's not banned in America. I actually read the whole thing about it. What it is is the company who made it, who's like Toei, the people who made the Godzilla movies or whatever. They they're a big film company in Japan. The rights to it are kind of ridiculous, like the money that they want. You know, when you're like a home video distributor in the US and you find a movie that you want to put out. You go to the company and say, we'd like to publish this in America. And they say, oh, yeah, cool. It costs you this much for the rights. Right. Well, the rights are dramatically... They made the rights too high for anybody who's a small video company to be able to go anywhere near it. And the big video companies like Universal and Fox, they don't want to touch a movie like that anyway. So it just never got a release over it. Now, you can buy a region-free Hong Kong version, which is the one that I've bought this week. So um, there's a box set with both movies in from Hong Kong that plays on any DVD player. Um, with English subtitles. With English subtitles, and it costs $10 for both Oh, movies. my goodness. Yeah, so... And Does it never- finally give up, kind of like the Beatles? Like, screw it, we'll just let everybody use our music all of a sudden? I, I guess You know, in just, the last year, the Beatles' music has been like, hell, we can make loads of money off this, so let's do it. So maybe the maybe it passed down from somebody to somebody else, the rights thing. And- yeah, but still never gets it. Still never had a U.S. release, so no U.S. company's touching it still. But this one, apparently... Anyway, this box set with the two discs in, with the two uh, sets, I've been re- I read a lot of reviews before I went ahead and bought it. The picture quality is good, all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't want it to be a bootleg and it'd be crap. Apparently, the only thing wrong with it and you should be buyer beware on this, is on a few instances in the movie, three or four instances apparently, the subtitles, the English subtitles, 
get cut off on the screen for some reason, so you can't read the last word. Apparently it affects the movie in in a couple of scenes, because you're like, oh shit, I don't know what that word is, so... But that is, is, that's how it is, and right. there's no other way of seeing it, so... Well, you could learn Japanese. You could learn Japanese and just watch it for Or you me. can do the dubbing. You can listen to it dubbed. No, no dubbed. Oh, right. Just a chibo. It's, it's an actual Japanese DVD, so it doesn't have any English dub. So... You watch the subtitles, they're slightly cut off sometimes, and, apparently, the subtitles are also a little bit badly translated in parts. But, you know... That's part of it. The ex- yeah, the experience. And I'm lo- really looking forward to seeing it. I've heard a lot of things about it. It was based on a book that was very controversial in Japan. That Obviously, the when the book came out, it caused a bit of a... And then the, then the guy said, oh, I'm going to be making a movie of this, and they're all like, no, you can't make a movie. You know, it got a big controversy in the time. And I can imagine why, you know. Not yet. You haven't seen it. Well, just the premise of kids killing. You each might other. watch it and go, "Oh, right, that was kind of." I like weird. that premise, though. I think it's like Death it. Race three thousand. Death Race two thousand. Two thousand. Oh, <laughs> and then when I when I was doing a bit of research into Battle Royale this week, they're actually doing a Hollywood version of it. In oh, I was just gonna say. I hope they don't ever make a Hollywood in two thousand and eleven. Apparently. So. We'll be well versed on Battle Royale and the Hollywood. Maybe that's when their out. rights ran out. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, uh, like I say, you can get that DVD. I got a copy from eBay for ten dollars, shipped. You sure it's real? Yeah, it's, I'm positive it's real because I did. There's a there's an actual site on the internet called BattleRoyaleDVDs.com, and they review every bootleg. Um, official release from all around the and they they have them all listed. And you can find the one you want, and then then they even have links to places that have them on eBay and stuff. So I made sure I got the official Hong Kong release. It's a box set with the two discs in it. Right. It's kind of nice. It's got like a velvet. We'll see. But yeah, it's a uh, and it's coming from. It's actually being shipped from Hong Kong, so we'll see uh, if it ever gets here. Now, ga- uh, three hundred and sixty games that are coming out this week. Um, I can't talk about them yet because they're not out till tomorrow, so I won't be playing them till tomorrow. Um, is my stomach's rumbling? It is. Bionic Commando, which is Capcom's old, like eight-bit um, side-scrolling game. Everybody who's a video game fan probably played in the 1980s for the Super Nintendo. It's an updated 3D version of Bionic Commando. I actually can't wait. Capcom are like my favorite <laughs> Japanese um, game company. They, they've done this year Street Fighter Four, amazing. Resident Evil 5, amazing. Bionic Commando. Um, I can't comment yet, but anyway. And the other one's Terminator Salvation, because the movie's out very shortly. That is a movie I want to see, but I think I might wait for Blu-ray on that too, you know, because... Yeah. The only film I think we... I definitely want to go and see in the theatres this summer is Transformers. And it's on my birthday, so... Yeah, even then we have to go to a nicer theatre, though. Yeah, we'll have to go out of town. Yeah. But, um... I think, you know, Blu-ray is just too good, like, watching it in your house. It is. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, you can stop. Go. I gotta pee. Pause. Go pee. Get yeah, a drink. Come back. No worry. Uh, and, and not that we do that all the time. Like, no, no. Because like, we watch movies. But, like, it's just better. It looks better. I can have the sound how I want it. I can... It's just... You don't have to put your shoes on. No. I got my blanket and my pillow. Yeah, but, and a comfy <laughs> seat. Because me, I've got long legs. In the theater, I'm usually like... Like and there's this. no our chairs are like theater <laughs> recliners, so you're lean back, you've got a little cup holder. 
so yeah Terminator Salvation the video game for the 360 is coming out this week you know I've not got high hopes for it it's a movie game I love the Terminator franchise Terminator 2 is still one of my favourite sci-fi movies I just find it amazing I can watch it over and over um, Christian Bale mm. McG <laughs> oh dear <laughs> McG what was he saying McG he was shouting at him uh, get to listen to it or watch Family Guy it's on there <laughs> yeah so uh, what, what have you got this week What's for dinner? I'm making uh, some burritos with various uh, meats and meat substitutes. You're having a steak burrito. I'm having uh, a tofurkey, a faux turkey, faux turkey, tofurkey. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love I actually, it. You know what, right? You know, the, you got some tofurkey. It's tofurkey. Sausages, yeah. Sausages last week. Now, I... I I go on record to actually say I dislike tofu. I actually dislike it, and I'm sure a lot of people dislike it because it's not. But anyway, tofurkey sausage, the spicy Italian one that you got. Now I hate the flavour because the spicy it was too spicy for me. But the texture of the sausage was just like a sausage. Yep. Now is there a better flavour like apple and something? Or? I have to look into it. That's all they have at our store right now. But it's our, too spicy. Yeah, but it's. For me, I chop it up, put it in something. I chopped it up, put it even in even chopped up. I had a bit the of spiciness yeah, got you and mom more. too. My mom didn't like the spice. They were both like, <gasps> but I think that it doesn't taste like tofu, which That's, is interesting. Yeah, because it's loaded with now, spices. If it, if it was like, <laughs> if they mix, yeah, like you said, make it more of a sweet apple and, you know. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to say pork. But you can't, they, can't no. they can't make a pork flavor. <laughs> well, like sage and apple or something. Yes, or just yeah, make, exactly. The, Something like that. Yeah. Small, uh, like less hot stuff. Yeah. I so think I might like it's going to be in my burrito and you're just going to have steak cooked in the Japanese manner, which we saw on Cook with Dog, Cooking with Dog, where you yeah. sliver it up really skinny, put it in the boiling water, take it out, cook it in the juices. What was that? Wando. Uh, is that a name, didn't it? One. Yeah. You... Gyoden or something Gyoden. like that. Gyoden. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're having for dinner. And I was just going to talk about yesterday, my nephew and I went on the nature walk on the reserve place we have two minutes from our house that I didn't even know existed. It's like a, uh, the Department of Conservation has like a, you know, a building that inside there, of course, they have nature information and displays and they have a lot of taxidermy going on but they also explain in the little like one is like a mountain lion kind of animal and you're like oh why do they they're conservation why do they have stuffed animals you read read the explanation (laughs) and it was hit by a car and then they saved it one of its little feet is missing because it was damaged and i didn't read all the descriptions but they all kind of led to that so but it was really nice it was very serene we took the big long raccoon run um trail around and saw lots and lots of plants, took lots of pictures, and it was just a lovely... I even think you would like it, to walk around on the paved... <laughs> not the dirty, mulchy uh, trail, but the paved trail. It was quite nice. I highly recommend finding stuff like that in your town, or your... Yeah, there's you, all kinds we're of in a small town, and we've got that, so if you're in a city, you're gonna... You know, it's not Central Park, I'm just saying. It was a nice couple of hours and then we went to the lake which is also the other direction from our house one minute down kind of we live on the edge of town so it's right down there and we just found a spot took our chairs took some bagels and some hummus and um sat and looked at the lake it was lovely and i just want to say um if you're one of our neighbors (laughs) 
and you play loud music at three o'clock in the morning. We will send zombies across the yard. F you. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. Yeah, but it sucks, doesn't it? They're dickheads. They're, they're Seriously, not. every person who's listening to this, if you aren't the noisy jerk-ass neighbor, then you're going to have an, a noisy jerk-ass neighbor. I so, mean, this this isn't, like, subtle. This was, like, I was sat in here at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I could hit, you know, when, like, a car with, like, a real loud bass bin goes, you know, playing rap music, goes past... And you can hear your windows kind of rattling a bit. Because you know there's some music going past. Well, I was sat on my computer. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, so it was absolutely quiet. And, you know, we live in a residential area. And houses are, you know, a house 20 space. Feet from 20 me. feet from each other, yeah. Um, so, I could hear... It was 3 o'clock in the morning, but I could hear something. I was like, is our water thing leaking or something? I don't know what it is. It's weird. I've, or the furnace making a funny noise. So I came over to the window and opened it. And seriously, it was uh, R&B music. Like, louder than you could even possibly... It would be too loud for the daytime. With the really bass Too loud. In the daytime, you would think it was... You'd be like, why is somebody playing it that loud? It was really loud. And if you said it was unnaturally loud. Because <laughs> he was here, too. <laughs> yeah, and you could hear um, every every lyric to the song. And it was bad R&B music. And, uh... They didn't seem to give a shit. They just, it was three in the morning, and we obviously phoned the uh, police. Well, there had been an issue just a couple nights before, say, and the, someone else had already called the police, and not the police. We have to call. We live outside of a city limit, so it has to be our county sheriff's department, and they will drive. They obviously someone else called before we you did because or before we did because they were already there, and the lady was yelling at him or talking over the music at the cop. Like, why instead do you want? Of, yeah, instead of turning down the music. And that was 2.45 in the morning as well. Yeah. It's just, do people just have shit for brains? Honestly, that's the perfect instance brains. I could think. They also have a dumbass dog that's not the dog's fault. I, I don't mind the dog himself. They keep it chained up outside all the time. The poor little thing is like, actually like one of those mean dogs that, uh, like, Churns itself up and wants to break its chain every five minutes. It's just, and they got a floodlight in their backyard. And it's not like the neighborhood's really nice. Oh, it's very nice. It's very middle class. Lots of families. Every house around us has four or five kids. And these people have just recently, and they they don't live very near to us. It's actually another street. And that's what that's what our our uh, but that's what makes it worse. We hear them perfectly on another street. Well, our parallel. Our yards are next to each other. Yeah. So that's what they're like behind our house. So it's just the the point of this is. If you're the jerky neighbor, why? F you. you no, know, I want to know why, you know? I Well, they don't actually have any... Um, like, More. if they do that, they don't even think about it, probably. Like, it's just... They're not like, oh, let's turn music on and annoy the neighbors. They're just like, hey, let's listen to some music and just turn it on. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter to them. Like, But there. you know me? You know what I think? When we're watching our movie in the movie room... In the middle of the afternoon, and you turn it up really loud. I my first thought is, oh, I wonder if that's gonna anybody can hear that, and it bothers them and outside. You really can't. That's my first thought, though. So when somebody else, even if I'm going outside to the garden, sometimes I'll think, oh, I'll take um, my radio out there and turn it on, and I think, well, no, because somebody out in their yard might not want to listen to that. That's yeah. my first thought. If I get out the the leaf blower, I think, mm, you know, maybe I'll pick a better time of day when I know everybody's coming from school. Here's, an, here's another instance. We were stood outside next to our mailbox talking. Me, you, and your mother. <laughs> yes. A neighbor comes out of his house 
It was almost like he didn't want us to be there. Right that right when we've been right talking. at that second. We we, don't, we never stand out there talking. Never. We, we stood outside there talking that particular day. He comes out with his weed whacker, stands like you know ten feet away from us, right on, across on, the street on his yard, yeah, and just starts doing it like so only like, right there. So we're looking at each other, thinking, okay, we're gonna have to move. We can't hear each other. So we walk away, and then he stops doing it, yeah, completely. And we were like, really? Did he just do that to get rid of us or what? <laughs> so yeah, there are People some there's some weird neighbors. And I tell you, if I didn't love this house much, we'd already be looking for a house even a little bit further out of town. Mm, um, with more space around us. This is a nice house, though. It is. That's what I said. If I could pull it up with a bunch of balloons and move it somewhere else, I would. But I'm pumped. Have to have a word with Pixar <laughs> and our contest on Thursday. Um, so that's, that's a, it for that's me. About it for this week. So let Nature me, and neighbors. Let me remind you. Thank you for listening. First off, thank you very much for listening. Um, and contrary to popular belief, we are not gay for having an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Because um, apparently, when we have an opinion on a movie, that our sexual um, preferences and everything come into that. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know what they're talking about. Is that just maybe neighbors in real life are the same as neighbors on the internet? Yes. <laughs> you can't quite figure them out. <laughs> so, um, if you don't like our opinions, don't listen. It's very you. simple. <laughs> Although, no, don't be rude. I'm then just, you're just turned into one I'm of joking. them. You're not joking, because then that just passes on the same nasty attitude. Just don't listen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you can disagree with us. That's fine, but yeah, yeah, but not be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to remind you about the websites: aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com, and twitter.com/aschoolie, twitter.com/sidtalk. We've got Facebook pages, or Xbox Live. Yeah. I'm aschoolie live. Your sidtalk. There's a written review that comes out every Wednesday slash Thursday. Thursday. I made it to Thursday because you like Thursday better. I don't like it better. I'm just really, really procrastinator. You are that I am uh, you can actually get this podcast on the iTunes music store the Zoom marketplace or the RSS feed just go to the page click on the word podcast I'm good at this now aren't I yeah I'm not reading this <laughs> this is all just coming out loud. <laughs> so you click on the word podcast at the top of the page you listen to all 70 episodes you got to go faster because I'm getting closer to that mouse and closer to my zombies um, so let's speed this up <laughs> yeah so we've got we've got 70 full episodes up there that you can listen Fabulous. to you, you can just click the play button on the page as well it's on the front page every week um, and you can email feedback to ascoli at never email feedback to sit let me explain why you shouldn't to me because what did we discover this week that I'd actually put my own email address yeah. <laughs> in my spam so I because you get a lot of spam that's like need Viagra and it's it has your email address from so when I say add to my block sender list it blocks me so chances are if I'm blocking myself you don't have a chance in hell so you know why do Viagra companies send you need Viagra emails to women they probably don't know I'm a woman, do they now? They don't, but... It's the internet. <laughs> but there you go. Viagra companies, women do not have penises. Thank you. Maybe they think the woman is the one who makes that decision. Right. Let me get that email, Jess, real quick. <laughs> but um bum That was a joke. That was a joke. It was a joke. So, um, yeah, um, that's it for this week. Uh, like I say, we, it'll either be taken or Valkyrie... 
it'll just be a surprise for next week. And don't um, forget Thursday, Thursday afternoon, if you want to try to win a ticket for us. In fact, Thursday afternoon, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. you will be able to read the written review of Bugs Life and also enter the competition at the same time. Very nice. Um, so that's it. Stay classy, uh, Lassiter, and the rest of Pixar. And next week, you better go and see up. Think for yourself, everybody. Because if you don't do it, somebody will come along and do it for you. 